is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. Ahead this week, some big news out of Red Deer as Brent Sutter steps down as head coach of the hockey club after serving in the capacity off and on since 1999. More on that in moments. We'll have reaction. As well, Saskatoon Blades forward Tristan Robbins is the WHL Player of the Week, presented by Journey Rewards, and he'll close out the show. First up, a trio of WHL alumni having a big week. We'll start with goaltender Zach Sachenko, formerly the Moose Jaw Warriors. He signed an NHL entry-level deal with the San Jose Sharks this past week. Sachenko's a great story. He played four seasons in Moose Jaw before then using his WHL scholarship to play at the University of Alberta for two years while attending school. Now, he eventually made his way to pro in the San Jose Sharks system before signing an NHL deal this past week. Congratulations. Also, former Medicine and Tigers towering goaltender Mads Sogard. He signed an entry-level deal with the Ottawa Senators. The Danish-born tender played two seasons with the Tigers from 2018 to 2020 and was a second-round NHL pick of the Senators. Hey, and how about former Moose Jaw Warrior Tanner Jino in Nashville? Now Jino follows up the play. Trenton makes the steal. Shoots! Save made! Rebound! Jino scores! Saskatchewan, Tanner Janot looking, Yakov trending in on the forecheck, Colton Sissons right behind him, Janot right to the net, this is a moment he will never forget, there goes Colton Sissons, he's going to get the puck for Tanner Janot. Janot was not selected in the WHL draft, in fact he was a list by the Warriors and attended camp at 17 and eventually made the team. He also wasn't NHL drafted, but signed an American Hockey League deal after his final season in Moose Jaw in the 2017-2018 campaign. He appeared in 267 WHL games. It's definitely something I'll never forget. Uh, it's just a good play. Uh, we were hard on the forecheck, trying to get a good shot. Rebound was fortunate to come to me and just put it in the net. And uh, I'm just really happy that, uh, that I got that and got to celebrate it with the guys on this team. It was really special. Tanner Janot, just a great story out of the Moose Jaw Warriors. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. A cool story out of Edmonton, where Oil Kings forward Cade Oliver will be paying tribute to his late grandfather and Oil Kings alumnus Garnet Ace Bailey this Saturday when the team hosts the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Now, Oliver usually wears number 34, but he'll switch to number 16 with a Bailey name bar for Saturday's contest. The number Bailey wore when he played for the organization from 1964 to 1967. Well, following his time with the Oil Kings, Bailey would go on to play professionally in the NHL and the World Hockey Association. He played 568 NHL games split between Boston, Detroit, St. Louis, Washington. He won two Stanley Cup titles with the Bruins. After his playing days, Bailey would begin a lengthy career as a scout, first serving in the capacity with the Oilers from 1981 to 1994, helping build the Oilers dynasty that would go on to win five Stanley Cup titles from 1984 to 1990. Then in 1994, he joined the LA Kings as the director of professional scouting, serving in that role until his tragic passing on September 11, 2001, aboard United Airlines Flight 175. Voice of the Oil Kings, Andrew Peard, has more on just how this came to be. Joined now by Edmonton Oil Kings forward, Kate Oliver. And uh, Kate, obviously, it's a, it's a big week coming up. Um, you're you're going to be wearing uh, a different jersey number. Uh, yeah. Number 16 after your grandfather, Garnet Ace Bailey, who used to play for the Oil Kings. 
Uh, before we get too much into that, just take me back though to sort of your history, knowing your grandfather, and um, because I, I I've heard that right away you you knew that he was a former oil king and the number he wore. Yeah, so uh, I I never really got to meet him, uh, obviously with what happened and stuff back then. But uh, uh, when I got traded here, uh, one of the first things my mom said was, "Oh, your grandpa played there and he won a Memorial Cup." So I was like pretty pretty cool so I, I looked it up and uh yeah it was it was pretty cool to see and and um I was really really hoping that we would get a chance to go for a memorial cup and try to have that same type of legacy here but that's uh it was just cool to to find out about that and know that you have some history in the organization and stuff is it's pretty cool well and tell me how it came together I know uh, equipment manager Rogan Dean he had a, a pretty big part in it how did you guys kind of come up with this idea yeah, well, uh, Rogues has, has been unbelievable and he's gone far and beyond expectations of anything in this, in this area. And it's been awesome. So I basically showed up and Rogues and, uh, Cheezer called me in and, uh, told me the idea. And I was like, that's crazy. Like that, that sounds awesome. They put it all together and stuff. And yeah, they're just unbelievable how much work they put in for that. And, uh, make it pretty special for, for me and my family. So, uh, really appreciate those guys and, everything they do so it's it's awesome yeah really cool they they, they take should take all the credit there they're they're they're, they're the brains behind it for sure it was it was awesome that they came up with it and really cool idea well i i'm sure you're going to do the the plan the jersey number and the name on the back uh, proud when you do get to wear it Cade, uh, appreciate the time as always uh, uh looking forward to watching you the rest of this year especially looking forward to watching you with number 16 on your back thank you i appreciate it from the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Brent Sutter has stepped down as head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. Now, he's coached the team on two separate stints, dating all the way back to 1999. Red Deer Rebels broadcaster Troy Gillard has more on the announcement. Well, Brent, as we talk now, it's been about 48 hours since your decision to step down as head coach of the team was made public. Uh, what's been going through your mind since then and how are you doing right now after all this? Well, it's been, I don't know how to put it, it's been kind of a roller coaster ride, but, um, you know, a decision was made after the game the other night and I sat in my office to about four or five in the morning after the game and just sorting through everything and, um, you know, because you're still the general manager of the team too and and I've always had to separate that, right? And, uh, you know, I'd evaluate, you know, just not, it wasn't just about this year, kind of where we were last year and how the kids uh, came back and, um, you know, and the environment we were in here and how they're going to be when they leave and when they come back next fall, how they're going to be. This is all I'm talking about mentally. Um you know, and I just felt that, you know, my, you know, I sat down with Merrick and, and Sean and they voiced their opinion on it. And uh, so I just, I made the decision that the right thing was probably for me to step away um, from coaching and uh, uh, and look at it from a different view, from a general manager's perspective and evaluate this group Um and see where it's going to take us in the future with it. And, you know, a lot of times you can, you know, when you're in the coaching, you're so, and in, in when you're the head coach, you're so engaged in it that 
there's other things inside the organization that you miss out on and uh, and you're not really part of and um, and both the hockey operations and the business side and and now this gives me some time to focus in on other sides of the organization and uh, and help it out and you know obviously when you don't make playoffs and uh, last year and you come back and you have the record we have this year uh, there's certainly an area that we need to improve in is uh, is our makeup for a team and uh, the type of players that we're bringing in in here so it, there's uh, there's a lot of work involved in it and we have to you know I have to dig into that now and uh, try to you know you got to take a step back really and uh, and just kind of reset in terms of the process for finding the next head coach, is that something that you're going to take a, a stronger look at now, or is that going to be after this season's over and you start that process? Or no, the process has kind of already started. It's it's a when I you know I've been kind of coaching year to year, and uh, you know, in just the last year or so, I started you know talking to Sean about it. We started making some calls and talking to people, and so we've we've had people reach out to us already that uh, now that they know that I have stepped down as coach and some really good coaches. And so we're, you know, we're, we're going to give it time. I mean, there will be more that we'll talk to. There will be, I'm sure, a pretty good list of guys. But I'm, you know, I'll be flat out and honest with you. I'm looking for a guy that's, uh, that's a good teacher, um, a guy that uh, can, uh, you know, that is uh, – that is coached at the at the professional level, and uh, and that's what I want for a head coach. And uh, and he doesn't have he doesn't have had to had to coach at the NHL levels per se. Right. But he's had to have some pro experience in one way or another. Just the simple fact that when you're discussing things with these players about what it takes to you know to get to professional hockey, you know that. Uh, He's done it and been there and done it, and that—that's my wish. Uh, can someone, a wild card, come at me somewhere? Maybe, you know. Uh, but we'll just see, you know. And I'm certainly looking for someone younger, uh, you know, and uh, that could fit in, communicate well with the players, uh, be a, you know, major cog. Obviously, being the head coach in our staff. Putting your owner's hat back on for a moment, like, mm-hmm. the way that this season has gone off days in terms of the players living at the, the Centrium mm-hmm. and, and going through that whole experience and just the logistics of getting to and from games and all that, how have you found that process has gone from the owners and the actual logistics side this season? Well, <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of sleepless nights, to be honest. It's been, uh, you know, you worry about it all the time, right, because you're trying to keep the virus out of here because once it gets here, you know, it can be like a wildfire and just go right through everybody, right? And so um, you're trying to do your best, which all teams are doing, uh, you know, and so there's a lot of worry involved in it for sure. And, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of work put in by a lot of different people to have this thing set up and uh, for the players. And, you know, so, and the players have been awesome on that side of it, right? Like, this has nothing to do with the with the hockey end of it. Like we've had players that have struggled on the hockey side, we've had players that have been inconsistent. We've had players that uh, that uh, some players have played well, but this is this is the other side of it, right? And you got to be so careful about the mental aspect of it all. 
and you know I think we've done a, a marvelous job in in setting it all up and getting it where it's at and the players have done a marvelous job inside of it all that part I guess has been as good as can be expected but the side that you know we weren't able to translate that into the hockey side of it and and that from my perspective is where we got to figure this out here over time Certainly a lot of work ahead of you over the next few weeks and a few months, obviously, Brent. Uh, yeah. Thanks very much for taking time to do this. Yeah, thanks, Trent. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. San Jose Sharks prospect Tristan Robbins, the WHL Player of the Week, presented by Journey Rewards. Nine points in four games as the Blades also picked up seven of a possible eight points in the standings. Voice of the Blades, Les Lazarek, has more from Regina. Thank you, John. Joining me here is the latest Western Hockey League Player of the Week, Saskatoon Blades center Tristan Robbins, coming off a four-game last week in which he had nine points, including four goals, including also in that a four-point game against the Prince Albert Raiders. We're going to touch on that here momentarily, but we'll start off, Tristan, and ask you the obligatory question that everybody asks whenever this sort of a thing happens is, what does it mean to you to be named Player of the Week? It's very exciting. Um, and it's, it's a huge honor for sure to, you know, to be noticed under that category. But uh, at the same time, I'm just trying to go out there and have some fun and win some games and just, uh, you know, do what I can to help our team win. And, uh, yeah, we got some wins along the way, and I happened to get that, uh, that awesome uh, recognition. What was going well for you? What were you doing to, in order to make things happen like that over the course of the four games? I'm just kind of sticking to what I do best in my game, and, kind of playing the way that uh you know i know how and it's uh it's been working so i'm gonna try to you know keep that going and yeah help the team get uh get more wins and finish off this uh this double strong in when you're playing well i think there's a lot of things that are going your way you're shooting the puck shooting it accurately but you're winning face-offs you're playing a 200 foot game and i've noticed that this year it seems to have been an added component ever since you've come back from the camp of the san jose sharks and playing with the barracuda correct yeah i really pride myself on a 200 foot game and i i do strongly believe that uh you know you will uh get more ice time if you can be put in different situations whether that's you know pk pp uh, six on five, five on five. So if you, you know, help round out, uh, round out your game, then it'll give you more ice time and more opportunity. And, uh, yeah, like I said before, I really pride myself on playing a full 200 foot game. Okay. So at the, as we record this, the team is getting ready to play Swift Current on Wednesday. Your record is 12 wins, two losses, two extra time losses. Uh, essentially you are in first place. Yeah. Brandon has the same number of points as you have, but you're playing that game in hand on the Week Kings today and a victory would put you back into first. How important is first place to this group? It is extremely important. Um, I think, you know, as a group, we believe that we're the best team here and we play, uh, a very hard style of hockey, and it's it's hard to play against us when we're at our best. So yeah, I know it's it's exciting coming into this final stretch of games here, and uh, you know, just going to take it game by game, and hopefully, uh, you know, keep securing that number one spot. I'm talking with Tristan Robbins, the Western Hockey League's Player of the Week, and he had a, such a big week again. But you've had quite a whirlwind here in the last six months, Tristan. Just going to ask you to touch quickly on it for the sake of a lot of folks who may not know what all you've been through. The fact that you had to be drafted in the second round by San Jose, get the contract signed, so you have your three-year entry-level deal with the Sharks, and then played some, went to training camps and played some professionally before coming back to the double. 
yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Uh, yeah, got drafted in October, um, went down there in December, signed a contract with San Jose Sharks, played some games with the Barracuda, um, spent some time in the farm system there, and then uh, came back and joined the Blades. But in between that was a lot of quarantining and a, a lot of uh, bedroom workouts. Yeah, the quarantining. How difficult was that? Um, you know, the first few times aren't bad, but, uh, it starts getting pretty tedious the more you got to do it. So it's, it's, uh, not fun. And, uh, you know, if you don't have to do it, uh, then I don't advise you to do it, but, uh, you know, totally worth it for what you're doing in the tunnel. So that's really been the only time that you've been down. Cause unlike a lot of guys who haven't had the opportunity to be as active as you, you've had that benefit of being very much active during the course of the last few months, especially. Yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, kind of been pretty much playing hockey ever since uh since december um you know organized hockey with uh with the team um so yeah i've got uh got that kind of in my back pocket so i was fortunate for that and to get some some touches before coming back here and especially uh with the pros and just seeing how they carry themselves day to day and just what it's like up there it was uh you know an, an amazing experience Tristan, one last one, and this might be a little embarrassing because I'm going to ask you for your opinion on something with regards to yourself and how you rate in amongst the hub here because everybody seems to have this thing about your Mount Rushmore thing of of different categories, and it usually involves four people. And I've had people tell me that their Mount Rushmore of top players in the East Division hub includes Tristan Robbins. When you hear that, what does that say to you? That's exciting that uh, that people have me, you know, among that category, the top four players. But yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just going out there and trying to help the team win and just playing my best. I try to play my best every single night. And uh, yeah, so that's 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 about it. Just yeah, enjoying enjoying the time here because it's a short season, and uh, I'm gonna try to do everything we can to get first place. Good stuff. Tristan, congratulations on being named the WHL Player of the Week this past week. And all the best moving forward as we finish off this East Division Hub over the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Thanks so much, Les. And that's the show. Big thanks to Troy Gillard in Red Deer, Andrew Peard in Edmonton, Les at the Subway Hub in Regina. Thanks, guys, for your help this week. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL Broadcast Partners and Bauer Hockey.